Hello, welcome to the Is It Just Me podcast. I am your host, Dr. Angie Inch. This podcast will entail truthful, transparent conversation about everyday life, the lessons learned. This podcast is for everyone from teenagers to the elderly, although some topics discussed may be rated R. Every conversation is based on living life and learning life lessons. Today's topic I decided on was handling conflicts with family and friends. And it's inevitable that you have conflict with family and friends. It just happens. It's just something that's happened. It's a way of life. It's things that we go through as we go through life. And I just wanted to touch on how do we handle conflicts with family and friends. Before I get started, I always like to state this disclaimer that I am not an expert and every conversation is based on my opinion and my reality. Conflicts is something that happen in every relationship, whether it's with your family, whether it's with your significant other, whether it's with your friend, there's always some type of conflict. The issue becomes when the conflict is not handled correctly. So I wanted to discuss how do we handle conflicts with family and friends because it just seems to be so taboo and we normalize a lot of things that shouldn't be normalized, especially in having different relationships and dealing with individuals and people. And it's okay to have disagreements with family and friends. Because everyone is not always going to agree on things. But how do you deal with it when there's a difference in opinion? Or you sense a little bit of envy or jealousy? Or you just have one of those family members that's just a hating ass family member or a hating ass friend? Are you the type of individual who you hold on to things and you continuously carry it over? Or are you the individual that you can agree to disagree and move on? These are some things that as you grow and you mature, you're going to have to deal with conflict with family and friends. So to me, what makes it easier is if you're honest and open and you're able to be honest about the role that you played in that conflict. There's times when you and your friends or you and your family member may have a difference in opinion. Just because you both do not have the same opinion on something, it shouldn't cause a conflict. But nine times out of 10, it does because sometimes most people want you to agree with them or to see things the way that they want to see them. There's very few people who are open-minded and are willing to accept the difference in opinion from someone else. So when your opinion doesn't align with theirs or doesn't match theirs, it causes a conflict. So how do you deal with that when there's differences in opinions? Your opinion is your opinion. My opinion is my opinion. And we don't have to come to a mutual ground of what our opinions are because sometimes you're going to stand firm on what it is that you believe in or what you what your opinion is. Some people can be swayed. Some people can't. Some people's going to stand firm. If that's the case, just because you have a difference in opinion with a family member or a friend, it shouldn't lead to a big blow up or a big situation to where as you guys are not speaking or something of that nature. It's okay to have a difference in opinion. You just end it with, you know what? Okay, I see where you're coming from. You see where I'm coming from and you move on. What makes it difficult when you have conflicts with family and friends is the hidden agendas and the hidden jealousy and the hidden envy. And to be honest, I don't deal with that well because I mentally kill people all the time. 
it's just to the point where I have mental funerals and it just be like, I'm over it. You're dead to me and there's nothing else to talk about when it comes to that type of behavior. I don't do well with envy and jealousy. I don't do well with the hating and all of that. Nobody has to 100% wholeheartedly agree with me ever. I'd rather have individuals around me who have their own opinion and everything is not like they're in agreement with me and we can sit down and we can have a conversation and we can bounce ideas off of each other or I can express my opinion and you can express yours. But that hidden envy and jealousy, I don't do well with it because I'm not an envious or jealous person. So when people display that, whether it's a family member or a friend, and I see it, I tend to just kill you off and no longer deal with you anymore. Because to me, if you're an envious, jealous person, you were an envious, jealous kid. And if you're that way as an adult, that's who you are. And I choose not to deal with you. I'm not saying that my way of handling the conflict with an envious or jealous friend or family member is the best way to handle things. However, that's just the way I handle it. And this is my opinion and how I do things. I can't tell you how to deal with envy and jealousy because I don't deal with it. I automatically, once I sense it, I separate myself because there were times in the past when it was evident and it was around, but I turned the blind eye to it, not intentionally because I always want to see the best in people and I turned around being hurt in the long run. So the minute that I see it, I cut it off. I cut that infection off to stop it from spreading and I mentally kill people. That's just me. I'm not saying that's the best way to deal with it, but that's, that's just how I deal with envy and jealousy among family and friends. If it's a family member that's envious and jealous, I don't deal with them. Most families and most individuals have those hating ass family members and those hating ass friends. When it comes to conflict with that, because you know, it's just always that one fucking aunt or uncle or cousin that no matter how good something is, they always got to see the bad in some shit. They always got to be the Debbie Downer or the negative Nancy and some shit. So I call them the hating ass family member or the hating ass friend, the pessimistic one. To deal with people like that, you just got to stop them short and cut them off before they get started. And I don't mean cut them off literally as and not deal with them. But if it's a conversation taking place and they come around with their hating ass energy, you stop them right then and there, cut that shit short and keep it pushing. Because if you continuously allow them to come around you with that negativity, you're going to feed off of that negativity and it's going to breed more negativity. So how do you deal with it? Stop it before it even begins. That's them hating ass friends too. And I know we shouldn't even be around motherfucking friends that are haters, but some of us, you know, it just is what it is. We have those hating ass friends. So you got to stop that shit before that shit gets started. You hear me? The minute that they start with that hating bullshit, you cut them off and cut them short and stop it and keep it pushing. Turn it around on the ass. Don't nobody got time to deal with no negative shit all the motherfucking time. Nobody want to hear negative stuff all the time. I understand that some people go through more things than others, and some people may have more drama than others, but sometimes some of that drama is self-created, and don't nobody got time for that bullshit. When you have a conflict with a family member or a friend and you're an open-minded individual and you're at a certain point in your life where you know how to communicate effectively, it's okay for you to be able to agree to disagree to move on from that conflict. Now, when I say agree to disagree, because I know it's going to be somebody that be like, oh, I'm not kissing nobody's ass. Agreeing to disagree does not mean that you're kissing somebody's ass. That's just saying, 
I'm mature enough to understand that you and I do not see eye to eye on this issue. You see things how you see things, I see things how I see things, and neither one of us are going to be swayed. So because we both stand firm on how we feel, we can agree to disagree on the situation and move on. A lot of people don't understand what agreeing to disagreeing means. That does not mean that I agree with you. That does not mean that you agree with me. That means that I understand where you're coming from. You understand where I'm coming from. We are not seeing eye to eye on this issue. And no matter how many times we argue back and forth, 17,000 times and we keep going and yelling and screaming, we're not going to come to a consensus on this issue. So why keep dragging this issue out when we both going to stand firm on how we feel? We can just agree to disagree and move on. Now, what I've learned, and this is in my experience, is that not everyone is mature enough to agree to disagree and move on because some individuals harbor feelings and it shows in their actions. So when you say we can agree to disagree and move on and you wholeheartedly genuinely mean it, if that individual doesn't really genuinely mean it, you're going to see it in your interaction with them. They're either going to have an attitude the next time you see them, or it's going to be some shady behavior. And if that's the case, they're not the type of individual who can agree to disagree and move on. Then guess what? It's nothing that you can do about it. You are being the bigger person. Let me not say the bigger person. You are being more mature about the situation and you feel like we can agree to disagree and move on and we can leave it at that. But that individual is still holding on to that situation. There's nothing you can do about that. All you can do when you're handling conflicts with family and friends, all you can worry about is yourself. You can't worry about how someone else is going to do something or how they're going to perceive something or how they're going to interpret something. All you can do is worry about yourself and move on. When dealing with any kind of conflict, whether it's a family, a friend, a significant other, you should always make sure that you express your thoughts and feelings honestly because you have those individuals that the passive aggressive individuals, which me and those individuals don't get along. They'll act like everything is fine. You're having the conversation. You're expressing your thoughts. They say what they say, but they're not being honest about how they really feel. But they're telling you like, yeah, everything is cool. Everything is cool. So you thinking, okay, everything is cool. Nine months later, they're telling you about some shit that you thought was over that they bringing up that they still mad about. That's no way to deal with conflict. We're going to talk about this. We're going to express how we feel honestly. And what you think, honestly, and we're going to do it here in this moment. To handle conflict, you can't hold on to stuff and then think that you're going to bring it up six months, eight months, nine months, a year down the line and expect someone to be receptive of what you're saying to them when they specifically asked you when the situation was happening and you act like everything was cool. When you're handling conflict and it's with your family and friends, make sure there's no finger pointing. And that you don't use opinion. Stick to the facts. Because when you start throwing opinion in there and you start pointing fingers and you throw in a blame game, it tends to cause more animosity and you really don't never get to a resolve. People get on the defense when you finger point and you use opinion instead of fact. If I come to you with facts, you can argue those facts, but it's facts of what happened. 
It's not me giving you my opinion on how I felt about something. I'm letting you know that this is the facts and this is what happened and this is what transpired and this is what we're going to discuss. I leave my opinion out of it until later because I want to discuss the issue at hand, which is a fact. These are facts that I'm bringing to you. I'm not bringing my opinion on how I felt or how I perceived it or how I interpret it. I'm coming to you with straight facts. And I'm not pointing the finger because a lot of people tend to get defensive when you tell them about how you felt or how something made you feel. I don't understand how me expressing how something made me feel makes you get on the defense. If something you did upset me and made me upset, why are you defensive about it? I'm letting you know what you did upset me. It's a fact that you did this and I'm letting you know that it upset me. But a lot of people tend to get on the defense when you let them know how something bothered you or it upset you or it annoyed you. So you have to make sure you stick to facts when trying to handle conflict with family and friends. The most important thing I think in handling conflicts with family and friends is to be able to communicate effectively. Now, that can mean a lot of things. And there are so many individuals who have issues with communicating effectively. So I'm not going to state how I think you should communicate effectively. Whatever you feel communicating effectively is in your family and with your friends, make sure that when you have a conflict that you're communicating effectively and that you're expressing in that communication what caused this conflict so that you can resolve it? Because the goal is to resolve the conflict, not to have an ongoing conflict between you and a family member or you and your friends. When trying to handle conflicts with family and friends, you should always be open-minded. And I know that is a stretch for some people, baby, because there are so many people who are closed-minded, one-sided, who have double standards that it makes absolutely no sense. I am really starting to believe that I am a unicorn and I am totally different because some of the shit that people do just blows my mind. It's not even that they did it. It's just the audacity that comes with it. And then when you express how you feel about it, they catch an attitude. Or if you do to them what they did to you, now they're upset. And it's like, you can't have it both ways. The last time I checked, water only runs one way. You can't have it both ways. But again, that's just people for you. So when you're trying to resolve conflicts with your family and friends, be open-minded, which means that you have to be open to them expressing how something made them feel. You have to be open to the things that they're going to say, and you may not agree with it and you may not like it, but be open-minded and be receptive and receive what they're going to say. You have to be open-minded if you want to resolve the conflict. Another thing when trying to resolve conflict that individuals tend to do that they should not do is minimize the other individual's feelings. Whenever you're trying to resolve a conflict, you cannot minimize someone's feelings thinking that's going to come to a resolution. You can't minimize how someone feels about something or how they express something made them feel and think that you're going to come to a positive resolution because they're going to feel like you're minimizing or you're trying to take away from how I'm feeling about something and I'm expressing to you how something made me feel. By you minimizing, you're taking away from that person expressing to you how something made them feel. 
You can't minimize someone's feelings and think that you're going to resolve the conflict. You don't have to agree with what they're saying, but you have to be open to what they're saying and receptive to what they're saying. You cannot tell somebody that something that you did, it didn't make them upset. You can't minimize a person's feelings when trying to resolve a conflict because it's not going to be resolved because that's going to cause another conflict on top of the conflict that you already have because you're trying to minimize how they feel about a situation by telling them that they shouldn't feel the way that they feel. So you can't minimize someone's feelings when you're trying to resolve a conflict. You don't have to be in agreement with what they're saying for whatever reason. You may have your own list of reasons of why you don't see the situation or the issue the same way that they do, but you still don't minimize their feelings because it's going to cause more conflict and the original conflict is not going to get resolved. I know that in having close-knit family and friends, when conflict arises, it puts this elephant in the room for everyone else because some people are not confrontational. Some people don't like to handle conflict. Some people are very passive. Some people are very aggressive. Family and friend groups are made up of a bunch of different individuals. And in those family groups, if you're trying to have a close-knit, tight friendship or family, you have to be open to other people's feelings and you have to be receptive to other people's feelings. And not at all times when things are done, it's done intentionally. Sometimes people do things unintentionally, but they won't know it unless you tell them. And if it's that family member or that friend that always has an issue with everyone, I wouldn't worry about that person because clearly you're not the problem and they just have an issue with everyone all the time. But I still would not minimize their feelings. I still would make sure that I'm communicating effectively with them, that I'm not pointing the finger or blaming them. And I'm open-minded to what they're saying. Something that I learned while glowing and growing is that at times we tend to value individuals and relationships and family members that don't value us the same. And when we're trying to minimize the conflict or we're trying to not have an issue Sometimes we allow a lot of things to happen and we turn a blind eye to certain things, which makes the conflict not go away, but it basically just pacifies it because we value the relationship that we have with these individuals or with these family members. And by us doing that and turning a blind eye, it's just making the conflict grow bigger. Something that I always say as I've been maturing and as I've been glowing and growing, I try to handle things as they come about. I don't like to let things sit and fester because it seems like it gets blown out of proportion and it gets bigger than what it really is had I addressed it when there was an issue. But I've also learned that every issue doesn't need to be addressed with every individual because some individuals is always going to have an issue with you no matter what. So you can't fix or repair a relationship with someone who wants to have an issue with you. As long as you know that you've done your absolute best and you've tried to avoid the conflict with this individual and you try to repair the relationship or the conflict or whatever it is with this individual, if it can't be repaired, it can't be repaired. You cannot repair a relationship 
with someone who wants to have an issue with you. Thank you for joining me. Hope you join me next week where we discuss taking accountability.